Today's episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast <laughs> of the Rigor Podcast Network is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. It is the special NBA playoff preview. Ryan Rosillo is here. Ryan, you got to get your got to get something on ZipRecruiter. Maybe you could find, you just moved to LA. Maybe you could find an intern to work for you. Well, the cool thing about the last resume I ever printed out is it had my lifeguard certification on there. So nice. I actually think that would play in well. What city in Massachusetts were your lifeguard? Uh, well, that would be Eggertown. And oh, also Vineyard Haven. Yeah, Vineyard Haven. I wasn't really like a main guy in Eggertown. I wasn't part of South Beach where you got the sweatshirts or anything. It wasn't anywhere near Chappaquiddick, right? No, but um, a lot of people are upset on the Vineyard about this Chappaquiddick trailer. Yeah, because, it's controversial. <laughs> right, because uh, they describe it as this island off of Martha's Vineyard, and, and that's just really not how us locals look at it. It's no. part of Martha's Vineyard. It is, and Mar- yeah. Depending on the it's tide, right it's connected. So geographically, some some mistakes there in Hollywood. Well, I don't know how we got on Chappaquiddick, but 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within a day. They're the best at distributing your job to the best boards, identifying the right people. Yeah, it's great. Inviting them to apply. My listeners can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. Maybe we'll get Ryan an intern. Put Ryan Rousseau's intern. I'd be willing. Needed. Yeah. Manhattan Beach has to be ready. I have so many guys reach out. Rub you with baby oil after you work out. Guys will DM me. Like Macho Man Randy Savage. That I could have used that the other day. I'm a little burnt, but um, yeah, there's a lot of guys reaching out. Like they'll DM me on Instagram and ask if they can just be an intern just for free. You. Oh, there you go. Right. Now you have ZipRecruiter. Meanwhile, SeatGeek, the best app for buying and selling tickets to sporting events, concerts, and more for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase on any game or sporting event for NBA, NHL, baseball, whatever. You know what to do. Use promo code BS. Buy your Red Sox playoff tickets right now. Download the SeatGeek app today or go right to SeatGeek.com if you missed it. Last night on the Ringer NBA show, we did an emergency late night podcast, just trying to figure out what all the playoff seeds were, some of the matchups, whole bunch of us. I hosted for Chris Ryan because he's in Philadelphia bathing in the Ben Simmons glow right now. So he's so upset that you're here, by the way. There's no bigger Rosillo fan than Chris Ryan. When I first met him. um, Do you know about the Ryan and Ryan idea? No, I don't. This that, is back to the Grantland days? No, this has been for the last two years. We've had this running joke about the Ryan and Ryan show, and the spelling's different because it's Chris Ryan and Ryan Russell. You spell yeah. your name with an E. Yeah. So it's Ryan and Ryan. It's like the new Mike and Mike because we don't have Mike and Mike anymore. Now it's Ryan and Ryan. I always felt like Mike and Mike, a lot of the success was just, just how easy name. it was to say that name. It was such a great title. And now we have Ryan and Ryan with the two vowels missing. Just keep that. When you're, when you're on ZipRecruiter, keep that one. Keep that one ready. As long as I don't have to get up as early as those guys. I'm, no, I no, maybe do it's that. an afternoon show. Yeah. Uh, also in House of Carbs, House and I picked the, we ranked this best playoff NBA cities for food for when we get to the finals. Who do we hope are there just for our stomachs? T-Wolves. It, T-Wolves. So that, so that was David Chang said Minnesota is an unbelievable food scene. Well, the airport's extremely underrated. I hit it up on my way A out great here. Great airport. A great airport. People are just, you don't realize what you're missing by not laying over in Minneapolis. But you guys, Augusta's unreal, right? Augusta was great. Hold on. I'm going to play Pearl Jam. We'll start the podcast. Go ahead, Pearl Jam. Start us. Augusta was unreal. Um, was it your first time there? It was. Handed in my phone. Came out 10 hours later and Kyrie Irving was done for the season. Turned oh. on the phone and just emails and texts and Kyrie's gone. Oh, okay. But the actual Augusta experience, I call it Augusta, even though it's Augusta. Uh, it was tremendous. I loved it. It was, it was a highlight for my dad. Have you been there with your dad? 
No, he wouldn't care about that. Um, Not a golf fan? No, but I went last year. It's the only time I went. And I brought, you know, I had a couple friends who said, look, this gig that you have, if there's ever any way we can benefit from it, yeah, can you use please, Augusta. you know, five years in a row, hey, what do you think? And I gave him the yeah, no for five years. Yeah. And then when I thought maybe there's a chance it'd be the last year I'd, I'd be at ESPN, I was like, all right, let me call in a favor here. And I got to thank you because they hooked it up because it's not just the the badges. It's oh, the yeah. hosting area and yeah. having that set up that you can go back and forth to. And it's just, it was great for us too, because we were the least creepy of the dudes for all the waitresses that they fly in from all over the country. So yeah. they actually liked us. Yeah. Um, Cause there's some other dudes that are older. My yeah. only, I felt like I'm minority as a white male in his forties at, 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 at Augusta. Did you feel... You felt, <laughs> felt left out. <laughs> felt left out. It's not often that you feel like the numbers are against you. You look around and <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Everyone there, it's it was it, the whitest place I've ever been. It exceeds expectations, and and people can make fun of it, and people can make fun of the the stuffiness and the oh you yeah. know the old. so the whole point is like okay if that's if that's what you want to do then don't go. But once you're through the ropes, the entire place, their number one goal is to make you feel special while you're there, and. I, you know, and once to you make st- it feel like it's not an experience that you're having anywhere else on the planet. No, and they then, take your phone. Yeah, and they yeah, just kind of check your pockets yeah, a tenth time you. and freak out. Yeah, you're it's just sitting great. there with your thoughts yeah. and conversation, <laughs> listening to the to the birds. I loved it. Man. The water, the azaleas, the pollen. It's all great. Uh, speaking of great, I think it's a particularly good NBA playoffs and a particularly good NBA first round. And I really liked how the matchups shook out over the last couple of days. We ended up with some beauties of a series. I let's, love the let's Philly do, Miami. Let's do that one Why first. Just go through them. No, I want you to start with what I agree with because I had heard you earlier today. Okay. Um Philadelphia and Miami is terrific. And, and also we have the gambling spreads now. So which which we didn't have last time when we did this in the Ringer NBA show. And you're hot right now because that was free money. Oh the Westbrook. Westbrook. Hilarious, right? I mean, there was so no what do you way. think the exact, so for people who haven't heard yet, how Sal and I, we were in a gambling slump as detailed on Monday, Russell Westbrook needed 16 rebounds to average a triple double for the season. Seemed like, I, I rarely say this, but it seemed like a lock. It, just him getting hurt was the only way it didn't happen. The over-under was 15 and a half. And we honestly couldn't put enough money on it. It was like- You put was, as much as you could, right? We put whatever the max was. <laughs> and, and uh and he had what 20 he had 20 he 20 had like, in like 28 minutes plus they were playing fast so he could get more shots and more rebounds the whole thing was hilarious yeah, and some of the the clips i didn't think were entirely fair to him when it was like oh he just boxed out mellow or oh he grabbed away from paul george dude he's been doing this yeah that's, for this is what he does this is two years of westbrook yeah. Like we know when the, everybody's lined up at the free throw like you're supposed to let him get that rebound yeah so you know, you have this this combination of, of Thunder fans that, you know, look, after Durant leaves, you were really hurt. I understand why you were hurt. And then Westbrook became your guy. Yeah. He was your anti, he was like your your hero, but anti-hero type of thing. So he has this unbelievable statistical season. I like if I were betting and he needed 25 rebounds, I would have gone bet, for it. And if it was 24, I would have bet the over. Yeah. There's no more like I emailed you during the day and I said I've never been more sure of Could anything. Could he have gotten this a 30? Season. What if he needed 29? <laughs> I probably, gun to my head, whatever the number is, I would bet that he'd be able to do it. I think it. he could have gotten to like 28, 29, if he yeah. really wanted to. Yeah, because I mean, he got what well, he had like 13 like that. Yeah. You know? It was phenomenal. I, You've dealt with this because you've been doing radio for basically this entire century. 
they, these fan bases get attached to players and very defensive about them. We saw this happen with the Laker fans with Kobe, both when they were winning the titles near the end when the team was getting along, but then after the trial, when America kind of turned against Kobe and the Laker fans were basically, they built a little cocoon around Kobe and they were like, fuck you, this is our guy. Yeah, it was Kobe you fans know? and then like Laker fans. Kobe fans and yeah. Laker fans together, they were like, no, this is our guy. You will not say anything about Kobe Bryant ever again. And it feels like this is now happening with Westbrook because I think his fans, I don't mean to make fun of this, but I think they honestly believe he's one of the top three MVP candidates because he averaged a triple-double. Well, I think that's that's a reason. Like, it, like, I think when they're sitting in a bar, they say to each other, all right, so it's LeBron, Harden, or Russ. But now that Russ averaged a triple-double, they have to consider him, right? And it's like, no, we don't actually have to consider him. I, I don't have him on my top five. Thanks anyway. They won 48 games with a team that was, other than Robertson, who once he got hurt, everybody made it seem like they lost, you know, Kevin Garnett in 2009. <laughs> it's like the guy can't shoot and was a complete liability last season. Very good defensive player. Um but I'm pretty sure he's replaceable. They replaced him with Corey Brewer, who's been on 20 teams, and they've been fine. But yeah. they won 48 games. Their over-under was 53. I certainly don't feel like they overachieved. I'm not sure he made anyone on that team better except for Steven Adams. I thought he had a fantastic individual year. Unfortunately, that's not what the most valuable player criteria is. It's not an individual stat award. No, I think last year, too, was also about the story. Durant leaves, and then... Yeah. That was a that was as much a pro Westbrook vote as it was a kind of an anti Durant vote. A little and more understandable, yeah. too. And it's the first time it happens. And you know, I look back on Harden's numbers last year in the season that they had, and you go, you know, that'd be one of those things. If you had a vote, do you regret if you voted for Westbrook later on? But you like you can't play that game either. Who'd like, you vote for? You didn't have a vote, but who'd you vote for? I didn't have a vote. I ended up going with Sage Westbrook. Sage has your vote. <laughs> uh I went I went Westbrook. And then I went Harden, despite, you know, Daryl You picked Morey. Westbrook. Yeah, oh, I did. so you don't get the right side of history t-shirts that me and Zach are making. No, with the Harden vote last year? Listen. Okay. But some if, of us were on the right side of history. So then why did you vote Kawhi? Because James Harden was the MVP last year. I tried to tell everybody. The numbers are stupid. Like, I was going through them again and looking back on it. And you go, wait a minute. How many assists <laughs> a game? He had 11 assists a game last year. And he had nine boards. And like, What? Like that is nuts. It was but, one of like the nine best guard seasons of all time. Yeah. Russ statistically had a really great season too. Okay, how much do you think perception of like who a dude is though impact? Like how many people do you think? And I didn't do this, even though there's parts of Harden that I don't love, or there was a lot of evidence of him. You know, like Game Six against the Spurs last year to me Disaster. is one of the all time like you got to wash it off with a ring type game. So. Like, do you think, I'm not saying you voted for Harden, but how many people do you think who didn't vote for Harden will look back at like the fact that they came back against the Clippers when he's on the bench or that other series that get bounced in the first round and he's lying on the floor? See, now we're doing, we're now doing old school radio. We're talking about James Harden's legacy. We are. His legacy is at stake, Ryan. <laughs> What's up with what, James Harden's legacy? Where would you Where rank? is his legacy right now? Wh I'm with you. I think he has to do it in the playoffs. Top three most malleable legacies currently going on in the NBA. Very malleable. <laughs> Coming up, I'm going to tell you <laughs> the most valuable legacies. Uh, I think it's a, I think he has to do it in the playoffs. He just has to. He has to make the finals. And you're big on this. You just this have Paul to. Just do it once. Harden. I mean, think about. He's one of the best four these... guards ever. Statistically. Do has you, no finals experience other than 2012 when he was a baby and he got his ass kicked in the in the uh, Miami series. Remember though, they used to run the offense through him because they didn't trust Westbrook. 
to Chris close Bosch, those games. Chris Bosh sitting in that seat that you're sitting in said they went into that finals and their goal was to take away James Harden. And they were going to let Russ and KD have their 50 to 55 every night. But they knew if they took out Harden, they won the series. Everything they did was designed to take him out. That Pretty was a more competitive series, too, than was the it, games. The first four games were excellent. Right. And you know what was weird about that series, too? Serge Ibaka was awful on defense. Like, yeah. Do you remember him losing everybody and losing Battier in a big three? The moment gets big, man. That spotlight. And that's why, the, you know, the big thing with going back to Philly, Miami, like. All right. Why is this? Go- we just spent 10 minutes not me. I didn't ask you it the right way. Like, I'm like, what are you freaked out about with this? With Philly? Yeah. Their two best guys have no playoff experience whatsoever. That always worries me. I think young guys react differently in the playoffs. That spotlight gets pretty big. Everything slows down. People are game planning for you. You look at a team like Miami and Spolstra is now in the fucking laboratory going like, all right, Ben Simmons can't do this, this, and this. I'm going to make him do that, that, and that. And he, oh, Ben Simmons loves to play fast. We're going to slow it down. He's going to do all these things to try to knock him out of. And Ben Simmons has no experience yet. With that said, he's been one of the best eight or nine players in the league now for two and a half months. Yeah, and when we last talked and we were kind of doing that, what do you think you'll do rookie of the year? And we were both kind of on the Mitchell thing where you go, hey, this guy's doing it. Like, here was the trick I would play with Yeah, a how many weeks fan. ago is that? It, I look back on it. I, I, it's got to be over a month ago. Yeah, now it's right? like not even yeah. worth talking about. It's 100% no, I would vote, Simmons. You voted Simmons. I would oh, vote yeah. Simmons, right? You have to. Yeah. He was the way he was playing those last six weeks. He, it's no contest. And that's always a little challenging because then I try to figure out like these last three weeks of this NBA season should be called something else, like Summer League Two, because you have half the league trying to lose. Yeah. So I don't. Like anytime I do this, it turns into me like dumping on the Sixers, and I'm not doing it. I was incredibly wrong about them. I've talked about it a million times. Me too. The whole city I also hates lost me. money. Yeah. So, you know, those two guys, it's funny because I love those two dudes, Embiid and Simmons, as players and always stuck up for them all the time. But I, I didn't think, forget the playoffs. Like I just go, okay, so this group's never ever played together before. They're, they're not going to be very good. And now well, they we have did, 52. We I, didn't see those trades coming either. And we didn't see Embiid playing they were as many games. And 25. Did. Right. So I was like, yeah, I'm probably going to be right about this. <laughs> they and two guys they don't that, lose for a month. <laughs> well, they, yeah, and the East kind of started tanking a lot of them. But so the, that's what I'm. I'm that's where the I'm Bellinelli confused. Bellinelli Sova combo. All of a sudden, they had a bench. Yeah, they Simmons had like gets super guys. comfortable. Fultz comes out of nowhere and gives them a real shot in the arm in the last three weeks, which they really needed, I think. So what's real about them? Because when I look at you know this this Gerald Green, like remember when Gerald Green had like an April maybe like 13, 14 years ago where you go, okay, this guy's going to be an all-star. Cool. 19, he, 29, 30 years ago. Nuts. He just went off to close the season out. What was that like 06, 07? Somewhere in there? earlier than that. But 1992? <laughs> I don't think it was 92. That was Gerald Henderson. It's D Brown. Um, but I, like a lot of this stuff can be really confusing. Like I, I don't, I'm not going to bail on the Warriors because they've gone seven and 10 to close this thing. Like they're playing games differently than other teams are. You know, Philadelphia is Can we reframe that in kind of a traditional talking headway? Ryan, is it time to panic if you're the Warriors? (laughs) What will Steve Kerr's legacy be if- uh, What will Steve Kerr's legacy be if the Warriors panic? I had somebody at ESPN today that was, I was listening and they they said, you know, this this whole Durant thing, like they only got one ring. I go, he's been there one year. (laughs) This is year two. (laughs) He's one for one. So, uh, you know, I've different guys I've talked to around the league. The Steph injury is the same injury as, as two years ago, the severity of it. And that, despite Steph putting up huge numbers still in the finals in some of those games, 
you go, I think he was a different player. Like he's he, the reason they're so good, and he really, I think this proves again that he makes them go. Is he's not just the, the deep threat. He's not just the great passing off of a dribble. It's not everybody freaking out and closing. He's, he's setting all of these screens. Your best player is setting multiple screens. Like that doesn't happen a lot in this league. And he's and, and he's an, an exceptionally smart basketball player. I think he's one of the smartest players yeah, I've ever I seen. I put him in the top three right now in the league. It's probably him, Durant, and LeBron, Chris Paul, uh, Harden. All right, so there's five. Would you put Kelly Olynyk's up fake as the most dangerous up fake in the league? Yeah. I'll wait. Yeah. Every time, because the guy really wants to block it, and they and Kelly pulls him into his web. That's what I'd be doing if I were Brett Brown. I go, we don't fall number for one priority. Don't all ever. caps. Yeah, this guy's not up faking you. Yeah, the uh, the, so, the so, current yeah. thing. It, that's the thing. We'll get to them in a second. So the Sixers run here. Okay, it's awesome. Like it's worked out. You're right about everything you've said. But when it was still kind of everybody engaged on a nightly basis, their closing offense. Was really bad. scared me. And it was bad statistically. And now the stats, you know, Simmons arc of him being off the floor or him being on the floor without Embiid, you're like, wait a minute, they're a net negative. Well, how's that? And then he's totally turned that around. So that's why he would be my rookie of the year, despite how great I think Mitchell is and all those things. Um, do you think they Miami's figured, just ready for this stuff? Well, do you think they figured out with Embiid out it, the team kind of naturally fell into place and it's like, oh yeah, Simmons. This is your ball. You you have this. Because they went, they relied on Embiid a lot when things slowed down the first four months of the season. And I thought that was their, we talked about it a few months ago. It was the big kind of problem on their team is that ultimately they were dumping the ball to this guy 20 feet from the basket who wasn't a very good three-point shooter, who turned the ball over, and who was young, Embiid. And now Simmons is just, he makes such good decisions all the time. I think I, they're better off. Yeah, I, I, you know how we'll do this, like, is this a blessing in disguise? But it's totally a blessing in disguise for them. Totally. Like, this is, you played against all these teams, you beat them all, and Simmons got to be the man here. And and, and Embiid I, gets I think to come back huge. into it yeah. with, with a renewed Simmons. How many times did you watch the Sixers in close games when Embiid was still there? And you go, okay, so everybody's going to dribble around, and, you know, if, if somebody doesn't get a clean look, they're up faking into a pass. And the next thing you know, Embiid has the ball in his hands with five seconds left on the shot clock, and he's behind the three-point line. Right. It's happening all the time. So I think this whole thing has been terrific for them, but I think you're right in that the Heat, the Heat, every time you look at them and you go, they're winning again tonight? Like, how? Well, and then when they when they would play the Celtics and go at them, and you'd be like, you, ha you go through like the seven stages of Heat denial, which is, it starts out with like, how the fuck is this team beating us? And by the seventh stage, you're like, God, we can't stop that guy. But they have like five of those guys. Like, God, I can't, we can't stop James Johnson. <laughs> it's a bad then, matchup. Bad now, matchup for the Celtics. And now in, in shape, not as washed up Dwayne Wade. He's another one. He'll probably win a playoff game this series. He's in shape again. Congratulations for being in shape, Dwayne Wade. Well, he feels like Miami still owes him a lot of money when he opted out when LeBron left. So he's so, playing in yeah, shape for another right. one last balloon contract. I'm, I'm really, we have like a long standing argument with, with a group of friends. And we're talking about like, this is what, three or four years ago when, when they all broke up, um, that Wade is still like in his head is owed money. And when I interviewed him at the All-Star Game in Toronto, I go, why did you opt out of that? And he's like, oh, I'm going to get my money. So I'm oh, really- from the whole big yeah, three thing. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing, like I want a huge, what the hell is that contract at the end of Wade's career? I'm not even saying it's happening now. Like, Do you think it'll be like a Dirk Nowitzki Dallas thing where 
Miami funds a Dwayne Wade documentary for like $28 million to circumvent the sound. <laughs> and they shoot it on an iPhone. <laughs> Magnolia paid $28 million for Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki's $500,000 documentary. So this- Are you picking the heat? Well, I, I just want to point this out. The, the line is minus 550 for the Sixers. The Heat are four to one underdogs. And I think that's just off. I think that's, and listen, I'm a guy who has money on the Sixers at seven to one to win the East. I believe in the Sixers. I'm just saying, don't sleep on that Miami team. Don't sleep on the coach. No. Don't sleep on the, sleep on the veteran experience. Don't sleep on the advantage they're going to have with Dragic, being able to basically get wherever he wants. I think that's the one weakness with this Philly team. How do you stop a crafty point guard like a Dragic type? Yeah, the thing is, though, they have so much size to throw at those guys. Like when they go Sharich, Simmons, Embiid, Covington, that's just huge. Like right. most so teams, they've had to, maybe they put Covington on and that's, Dragic. That's the thing. Like I remember Brad Stevens, and it was I was like, wait, a really good point made by a coach in a yeah. in-game interview, and of course it was oh, wow. the president, right? That's, yeah, and. They were like, what is it about Miami? He goes, they drive, they drive, they drive. He goes, they yeah. never stop driving on you. They're relentless. So as soon as you want to take a break, somebody's driving right by you. So I was like, man, that's really smart. And he slash makes kick, sense. Slash kick, yeah, slash kick, slash kick, slash slash. slash, slash. So will Philly be able, just with that length and the fact that you're filtering stuff to Embiid, does that completely cut them at like the root of what they are and then it looks like a mess and Philly rolls. You know what I mean? Like so well they also they really need Embiid in this series because the one thing LeBron exposed when that, that crazy game that you told me to watch because I missed it on the plane and I ended up watching it. You rewatched and the whole thing, right? Of course. It was LeBron it was such a fun game. When LeBron like, got kind of mad and yeah. he's like I'm going to the basket and nobody at Philly has any chance at protecting the rim, especially against LeBron unless Embiid's out there. They're not going to protect the rim, period. Yeah. And that you know, like Amir Johnson's not no. not waiting for his no. moment in and the I playoffs. Like, like a great teammate, but uh, but I think that if Miami can just keep attacking, attacking, and Bead's not feeling great, he's got that stupid mask on, he's getting in foul trouble. That he kind of throws. I could. There's a scenario where Miami wins this series. I think the worst possible matchup for Philly. I would still pick Philly, but I think it's going to be a seven gamer. I agree. Next one, Celtics Bucks. <laughs> Suspicious line. Celts by minus one forty somehow without their two best players. How insulting for the Bucks. Not even favored. They have the best player in the series, and Boston's missing their two best players, and they're not favored. So, all right. I think the Celtics and with with Stevens would be my coach of the year. Okay. Because Me too. of all I voted the, for him. like I think you're if you're a really good coach, which he is and your game prep is is among the best, you can get teams that don't expect to get you. Like that OKC win. Oh, you yeah. Know, th like that's what the Celtics did this year. They had a bunch of those games where the other team was like, whatever. In a series, I think it's totally different. I think in a series, it's, hey, we know who they're missing. We know how they're going to prep for us. And we like in game two and game three, like it really comes down. This is what I've always thought about this league. Like it really comes down to like how many dudes you have that can get buckets when everything is falling apart. Cause now everybody's figured you out by game three and four. Right. And that advantage that Stevens has over everybody else, I think it's lessened in a series than it isn't just a one night matchup. I think it's lessened against a smart team. Oh, uh, and you don't think that's the bucks. No, we, we were joking. I finally found out what the bucks coach name is yesterday. I just thought it was Joe. I didn't know he had a last name. It's Joe Prunty. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, he, he is uh, the weekend at Bernie's coach for this year. If they had the weekend at Bernie's award, they are not a smart basketball team. And the one thing the Celtics are great at is if you're, if the other team's offense is not good 
and they rely on kind of the defense being lazy to get their threes off. The Celtics are like, whoever's playing, they're unbelievable jumping out on threes. The opposing three-point three, three point field goal percentage, I think they're the best in the league at, at the whatever the lowest number is. And uh, I just think I could see Milwaukee just getting bad shot after bad shot just because the Celtics are trying harder. I mean, the fact that they still finished number one in defensive efficiency with all the injuries. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, to plug in that many people. They have good defensive players. If Smart they do. can come back, right. but like Horford, Jalen Brown, uh, Rozier, Marcus Smart when he comes back. but every, And then everybody else kind of knows what to do. And Tatum got better as the year went along. They have guys to throw at Giannis, which I think is good. We yeah, it's talking, like you need a couple guys. You need like three guys. You're not going to stop them, but no. you just need bodies to throw at them. I, the thing that would worry me as a Celtics fan is if if the Bucks just say, fuck it, and put Giannis at center and go put Giannis with guards and shooters and just say, we're completely changing how we play. Well, that's what I do like about Milwaukee. Like when Milwaukee's bad, I go, oh, too many like position guys. And then when they're good, I go, that's great. Yeah, so that's many great. multiple Interchangeable. guys. It's awesome. <laughs> so when I watch him, you know, there's a there's a version of this where you go, okay, Middleton gets hot, Parker's, but Parker hasn't been great. Um, the Parker thing's tough. I guess yeah. he had 35 last week in a game, but I April. saw him in person two weeks ago and he can't move side to side anymore. He can still go forward back. He was never a great side to side guy. Side to side's kind of gone for him. And uh, he's just a different player. I felt bad because he's young. He's like 22. He's young. And think about like, there was this, oh, does he have kind of that? It was like, sometimes when you see guys with that big college ass. Yeah. You yeah, go, yeah. Oh no. Like what's going to happen here? Are you going to become like glued to the ground or is this going to be like a good thing? And and for him, it was it was pretty early on. You're like, you know what? This guy's going to be really good. And you're right. I feel bad for him because now he's kind of on a contract stuff where you go, well, what do you do with him? But he's, when He grew the sad guy beard, which worried me. Like you have the, this is my beard. I'm owning this. I have the, I'm too lazy to shave for the past week beard. He grew the, I'm clearly going through something and maybe this beard will help me feel better beard. That doesn't belong on his face. And Shia looks, LaBeouf? Like, yeah, not, yeah, it's just like, oh, man, I feel bad for Jabari. Now that I'm Shia out LaBeouf. here, LaBeouf. Yeah. yeah, if you run into him in, uh, in, in, in the Bay. <laughs> so what do you think? What's your prediction for this? Uh, Gun to the head. This is the closest line we have. This is the only line where nobody is favored by two to one. The Celtics will get him. I think I, so, too. You know, it's weird if you're a Boston fan the last, well, I would say these, these few years with, with the Celts in this decade and a half, and this isn't just being from the area or whatever, but like, you have two franchises here that you just can't ever doubt. Like they feed off of the doubt. And that's who the Celtics have been the last few years. And that's definitely who the Pats have been. Like, I don't, you know, you could th like to say, oh, San Antonio is one of those teams too. Well, you go, well, how many times have they won series where you thought like they've always been one of the better teams. So it's a little different here. Right. And I don't really take them seriously as far as getting out of the East or any stuff. Like without Kyrie, like this is what Kyrie's here for. Kyrie is that guy. Like we talk about Lillard or Harden, you know, of course, you think Curry, LeBron is far as shot makers, but like Kyrie to me is in that first tier of just, I can't believe he just hit that shot. He's magnificent. Yeah. I, their only roadmap out around two, I think is if Miami beats Philly. I don't think they can beat Philly. I don't. I think there's just too much talent on the other end. And at some point, talent's just going to win. And I also think Philly at home is going to be a, a problem in the playoffs with that crowd they have. That crowd they have is out, just outstanding. And uh, it's, it's a, a tough place to play when you don't have- a bunch. Well, <laughs> it's a good place to play when you have Kyrie. And you can be like, Kyrie, can you handle this? Yeah. But they don't have Kyrie. And it's it's going to be Terry Rogier on the road in Philly. But remember <laughs> we went back to like, are we actually questioning Brad Stevens? 
Like this is where I think you go yeah. roll it out to Tatum every now and then. It's, and it's he started. He started yeah. the last month or so. Um, coming up, I'm going to tell you why Brad Stevens might not be the Celtics coach in 2020. Right after this. For an enviable beard and healthy feeling skin underneath, opt for beard care from Just For Men, the number one beard experts. Ryan has a beard right here. Soften up, smooth out, beard on. With 25 years of men's facial expertise, Just For Men knows beards. They've got a full line of supremely fine products to prove it, including face and beard wash, beard conditioner, beard oil, and beard balm. Face and beard wash even helps prevent beard itch and unclogs pores, calms and moisturizes deep conditions. Beard oil is light and non-greasy, smooths and softens without clogging pores. Beard conditioner, deep conditions while calming and moisturizing skin underneath. And the beard balm offers superior hydration, all using soothing oatmeal, aloe, chamomile, and jojoba oil. Hope I said that right. Kiss your average beard goodbye. Usher in your softest, smoothest beard, your bestest beard, and skin underneath as well. You get to keep that too. This nice beard. Put your best beard forward. Visit jfmbestbeard.com and use promo code BESTBEARD25 and you get 25% off your purchase. Your skin will thank you. Your face will thank you. Your beard will thank you. Raptors, Wiz. I hate the Wizards. Sorry. We all hate them. They're it's this just, team's you, most hated, this year's most hated team. The Wizards are your buddy that starts fights at like a food truck <laughs> and then like ends up in an Uber back at the apartment. <laughs> and he's like, there's already a girl there. And you go, you know, Murph got, Murph is in jail and OD got cut. Yeah. Like what happened to you? Why'd you start yelling at those kids from Emerson? Yeah. And you'd be like, well, what? He's like, I lost my wallet. Yeah. So we gotta go no. back. My wallet's gone. No, it was her Uber. You know, like, <laughs> I had to, dude. Bro code. <laughs> That's who the wizards are. They talk so much shit. You really you really resonated with Kyle. Right. But I just, Kyle love that one. You know, well, let's dress for a funeral. Like what? Every one of your postseasons? So I you know why though? It's because when they're good, they're good. They have like, so much talent. They have, come they have on. way too much talent. I mean, they're barely, and I know Wall missed. I'm actually kind of glad they ended up at almost 500 in the A seed. Like, because the whole concept of like, they're just better without Wall. Like, come on, you can not like Wall. You can think that he's imperfect. And that's fine and all those things. But like, there's so many times where they just frustrate the hell out of me because I think they should be better. And that's why I've seen too many. Like last night is, are, are you kidding me? Yeah. You got Vogel fired because you lost to him. Yeah, seriously, you think that was... <laughs> no, it's probably a little bit more than Frank, 82. We, Frank, I thought we talked about this. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's a little like the Embiid Simmons thing. Wall went away and it allowed other guys to do more things and for the team to get a little recalibrated. So when he came back, he would fit in into the improved Wizards and instead it went the other way and they're worse. And he can't fit in because he's John Wall and he wants to jump on the scorer's table. Yeah, you remember like Mike Benjamin the for the infielder? Red Sox? Yeah, yeah he had the, like he went... 90210 sideburns in a like oh, you're a going way back yeah, yeah yeah but he played like i think there was an eei segment is, is should he be the mvp of april because he was so good to start a season and i think what happens is, is in baseball like if you're missing your number six hitter a guy can come up and give you a week or two yeah because he's really motivated to show and i think that's what happened to the wizards like okay walls out let's Let's, you, Let's stick you it to energized yeah. by this. And if they wanted to stick it to him because they don't like him. But so, yeah, even though the Raptors, this is kind of my matchup of two teams that mentally I have no faith in. And it's the one eight. 
It's actually worked out well for the Raptors because now they have no pressure on them because absolutely nobody believes in them and they can maybe use that as a galvanizing, um, I'm trying to think, like a Philadelphia Eagles type thing. Okay, they're Nobody believes it. in us, but the guys in this locker room. <laughs> yeah, well- We're a one seed. Nobody thinks we can win the title. <laughs> Do you believe in them? Nobody thinks we can win the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I still can't believe yeah, that happened. I, yeah. uh, I still can't believe they let them go eight minutes. I'll never get over that fourth quarter. Just let the Eagles roll off the eight minute drive. Just, just do goal line defense, and either we get a sack or they get a fifty yard touchdown. Just give me the ball back. Just give me like five minutes with the ball. That might be the only big time Belichick game where it came out of half, and you went, "Oh, so you didn't fix this? Like that's what you've been doing forever." Like this was the weirdest feeling. And I used to be far more of a Pats fan when I was younger than I am now. But you'd go, "Okay, whatever." They gave up seventeen. Bill will fix it. And he did every half. It's a, no coach is perfect. It was like when uh, being at the 2013 finals when Pop took Duncan out for those final two rebounds that they didn't get that let Miami back in the series. It was so stupid. It was stupid in the moment. We're all looking at each other going, where's Duncan? How, how did he take Duncan out? And then actually they don't get the rebounds that Duncan would have gotten. Ginobili and missing nobody's that free perfect. throw. Yeah, yeah, Ginobili, that didn't help. Um Okay, so you, uh, I want, I don't want the one eight matchup. I just want this like is, to me. The, this is a no bet. This is no. a stay away. Don't put the Raptors in a parlay. Don't talk <laughs> yourself into the Wiz as an underdog. Just enjoy the series. Watch it. But but stay okay, away. there's no ISO, right? They're deep, and I don't, I don't like when people just dump on depth and go, oh, it's a playoffs. You know, there's, there's no, no, no. Depth is adaptability. Depth is a good thing. Like, don't just dismiss depth out of hand because True. it's a shorter rotation and there's more rest in between. Depth allows you in certain matchups, like, oh, you know, we got to change the way we're doing this, right? It's like what Miami has. Yeah. They can do different lineups depending on what situation they want to do. So I like that about Toronto, but yes, I have three years of evidence that when it comes time, your two dudes, DeRozan and Lowry, are like... Average would be the nicest thing I could say about this Average guys. for alleged all-star guards. Right. And yeah. for people that want to go back a couple of years and say, oh, they took it to six games against Cleveland, trust me on this one. Cleveland Cleveland didn't care. Cleveland wasn't worried about that series. Their problem now is LeBron just thinks he's paying rent for them now at this point. It's like, oh, here comes Toronto. Great. <laughs> I think those last two- Cle- 45 a game. Yeah. yeah, I think those last two Cleveland-Toronto games are alarming. They're alarming. If you're a Toronto Bigger fan, you're like, what do you, yeah, what do you do? You, you, yeah. And it, plus in this series, if they go three guard against uh, the rap uh, against the Wiz, it's actually pretty good for the Wiz, you know, because they can keep Ubre out there. They can basically go Ubre and Porter with Wall and uh, Beal and play Gortat, or they can even play, you know, Markeith Morris and try to rope Toronto into just doing the thing where they get completely out of their offense to throw it down to Jonas or Pirtle for the mismatch. I always like when coaches do, they still do have that. Jan Vesely? <laughs> Jan Vesely's gone. I'm not going to watch a lot of this series until about game four. I don't feel like I'm just mad at both of these teams. I, I, I like to hear I'm mad analogy. exactly. I'm right? upset at both like, of these teams. They don't deserve my eyeballs. And the reason why I'm upset is because I actually believed in both of you yeah. at some point. But like, her, your feelings are Yeah, hurt. like this is personal resentment. This isn't just, oh, I hate Canada or hate Toronto. I love Toronto. Yeah, who doesn't? By the way, right. nobody hates Canada. No we all love does. Canada. No. All of us are jealous of Canada. I love that Win Butler guy who man, won back-to-back MVPs in Celebrity Game that I'm not allowed to play in anymore. But, you know- You got like, banned? Yeah, banned. And so- It's Rachel Demita's game now. I can't get in she it. She put up 19- well, I mean, but like, if Win Butler's going to win that award, 
Yeah. Like, don't start dumping on our health care because your property taxes are through the roof. Like, nobody knows that about Canada. That's true. It's like, a, these lot, are great points. Right. Like, you got like 30 people that live there. It's easier to come up with health care. Good point. And everybody's wearing jackets. The last series, Cavs <laughs> Pacers. <laughs> Cavs Pacers. <laughs> you, did you want to get out of that? Is that what that was? I, I wanted to get the Cavs Pacers. <laughs> I know. Uh, Cavs Pacers, Cavs minus 650 favorites, geez. which is way too high. Uh, Cleveland, how do you trust Cleveland? And yet, how do you go against LeBron? I am designating this another gambling stay away. You're right about that. But uh, these two teams played the, the really numbers, good games this season. Yeah, the numbers are too, that, that that's just too bad of a number because you can't bet the Pacers. You can't, but. You also, I wouldn't, game to game, I could see them. I see like, it in your eyes right now. You think the Pacers can win in the first round of this series? No, I think Cleveland could lose in any round in this series. I think whoever Cleveland plays, they're a candidate to just completely fall apart. When they look bad. I could also see them in the finals. <laughs> <laughs> I, you see, but I, I think that that's them. That's that's who they are. That's, it's that's just, why it's dumb to talk about them. Like when, they're, when they're bad on defense... I can't imagine what film sessions are like with it's that team. It's a special kind of bad. Them. Yeah, they must not have them. Like, it, if I were, if I'm the Pacers, right, I would go baseline cuts, baseline cuts. Like, go out to the corner and sneak behind your guy because during right. the regulars for Keep months, moving. for months, no one cared. J.R. Smith is going to just it's at some point just stare into the crowd and just kind of start searching faces. When he does that, just go behind him. You get a layup. I would put like just a nine from the old club MTV days and just give her seats in the corner. Just and to mess with right JR the, and Tristan? Yeah, and I would put her at the defensive end. I'd have her have baseline seats where she could switch at the half and just have a sign or something. It's a good idea for her album. Yeah. He likes to sit courtside for these games. Perfect. Have her IG handle, yeah. just hold it up. <laughs> and, and that's what I'd do because defensively, that'd be the way to guarantee those guys won't be locked in. I think Cleveland is going to go into the playoffs and say... Stop talking about our defense. We're going to outscore everybody. Nobody's stopping us. We're going to score 125 points a game. And if you can get to 130, God bless you. That's what that Toronto game was, the one yeah. at home when they, they were like 70 fine. in the you first were 79 half. 79 in the first half. Great. We're going to still outscore you. Philly on, on two Friday nights ago, same thing. Oh, you put up your 80 or whatever you did. Okay, yeah. we're coming back. <laughs> and LeBron got so mad in that game. And it was it was a different kind of mad. It wasn't, hey, I'm just going to be mad at my teammates. This was, okay, you know, like we're down what? 30 here? Okay. And they. Well, they, he didn't like made, being disrespected by BS. BS dunked and he stared him down. That got, I think LeBron thought about that for a while. And then he was like, I'm not, I'm not letting that one slide. I'm that coming was like at the this Curry thing. dunk in 2016 or not the Curry dunk, excuse me, his dunk. And then he looked, looked at Curry and that was oh, a yeah. year's worth of conversation. Of, it was a year's think, worth of F you. You, you think you're yeah. better than me? You're the two-time like, MVP. Watch yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. So BS though, that was an aggressive move that I absolutely loved that only an Australian person I think would do and maybe an Italian person. How close are you with Ben? Because it was quite the flirting that entire first year he was at LSU. I, I don't have no, no, no contact with him at all. Would you trade Jalen Brown for him? For Ben Simmons? <laughs> Do you remember those articles? I would drive Jalen to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember those? Chad Finn had those articles going oh, last yeah. year. And yeah. I love Chad, but there were it was a fair argument. I didn't think Ben Simmons, even this year, I didn't, I can't shoot. It didn't, didn't seem realistic. And now you watch him, it looks like Magic Johnson. It's a completely different guy. And, that, he, and that, he's playing with an attitude that- I know, like, oh, yeah, I'm really in, good. You, you know? and I both watched him in college. I was dying for him to be awesome because I've always wanted a, a Simmons to be awesome. Plus he has my son's name. And he's watching him on cruise control in his college games. Good. 
Bobby was good. Uh, Tony, I got a good year out of. Lionel, the L train. Lionel, the L train. Yeah, there's been some decent Simmonses. Ted way back when, but I really wanted Ben Simmons to make it. But I think he's, there's there's an attitude and a moxie to him now that I really appreciate. No, this is back to kind of that close of the season. There's a look on his face where it's like, actually, I'm really nasty. And it reminds and there's nothing me, you guys can do with And we've me. seen this. We saw it when Durant and Harden and those guys, that team When they went to that Lakers going. team in that yeah, series. Yeah. That was a really, like, sometimes we overrate all this stuff. Like, well, actually, excuse me. Most of the time, we overrate a lot of this we shit. Don't, like, this is oh, not overrated. What, what does this mean? Yeah. But that's what I love about this game is that there's these moments. And that Thunder Lakers series was one of those where you and go, they lost them five, wow. but it was closer than five. Yeah. You're like, yeah. this is something. Ooh. Like, like th- this means something. And then like, Durant went to the yeah, he went to the World Championships that summer, and he was like the best player on that team. I was like, yes, Durant's happening. But uh, like the '86 Rockets, I think is another good example where they just kind of looked at each other. They were like, and they had an attitude. Hakeem had it like, especially back then, he was like getting in fights and stuff. But remember, Samson, Bob Ryan. Bob Ryan counts the '86 as a loss for the Lakers in the finals. Oh, I did too. Oh, you do, right. Oh, it's two, two to two. <laughs> they, they, they forfeited 86. <laughs> they, I love, like he was writing this piece and, you know, he just goes like, oh, well, you know, my notes are that the Lakers, that's a finals loss for them. And they were like, what? He was like, because they shouldn't have lost that series. It was just hilarious. Yeah. yeah. The funny thing is the Rockets killed them in that series. If you actually look at the stats, they they absolutely destroyed that. They lost the first game and won the next four. They destroyed them. But that was that weird inbound buzzer layup thing, right? In that series, kind of like yeah. And you were but like, but that was game five. That was the last game. Oh, that was the last game. But the uh, the 07 Cavs are another one where LeBron just got the look in that Piston series. We didn't know he had it in him. Remember, they're up two zero. Yeah, Detroit. And then Rashid guaranteed a win for four straight losses. LeBron in a row. got the look in his eyes. Yeah. And that close. We saw it happen with Pierre. We, you, we were living in Boston, both of us, that the, the uh, 02 Celtics. Oh, the 02 when they beat the Nets. When Pierce and Antoine, and they came back from 25, and that whole team had a swagger to it. And that team wasn't nearly as good as this Philly team. But you just never know. You never know when that team's going to get the look. And I, I do think Philly has the look. Speaking of the look, the Pacers, I had Old Depot as my number five MVP. That's who I picked. So what? give me your order. I don't want to give away the six? whole order. No, LeBron was in the top five. Just but the, sure. the, the argument was who's the fifth. And I think Oladipo taking that team to 48 games and how good he was on both ends of the basket of the of He's the most improved. Court. Like if you're not voting for him for most improved, right? I mean There was an argument between him and DeRozan for a while, and everybody was just giving it to DeRozan. And it was like yeah, his team's proof. better. They they're playing even in the last two months I think Oladipo passed them. Yeah, like even if you want to make the, and we'll circle back to this because it sounds like we're just being anti-Russ, but we've talked about, like it's not entire, it's not 100% fair to say like, oh, look what happened to Oladipo without Westbrook. Like it's a, it's a good point to bring up, but like when Oladipo himself says, I changed my body and I wanted to do some of these things, like that's not Westbrook's fault. I think Oladipo's been very diplomatic yeah. about what happened. I'm not saying year. Russ is easy to play with. I'm not putting, but I don't think all the blame, sh- like Oladipo's season shouldn't be 100% assigned to the blame of Ru- Westbrook. No. I'm not anti-Russ. I'm just pro-basketball. That's how I look at it. So do you think they're going to, do you want to do the West? Do you want to tease it? Well, no. Well, you, you, any chance the Pacers win the series, you're crossing them off. No. I just. Can I throw a scenario at you? As bad as the Cavs' defense is, as much as other than love, everybody else has been pretty average, and that's why. We come on the Ford Pinto hotline right now, so I can do this one scenario. Yeah, totally. I don't have a Ford Pinto hotline. Bill in L.A. 
Um, Pacers up 3-2. It's 2-2 after four. The Cavs shit the bed in game five. It's now 3-2 Pacers heading back to Indiana for game six in the Conseco Fieldhouse. It's packed. The legend's there in the corner. Crowd's going bonkers. You're talking about Austin Crozier? Him too. He's there as well. Um, is Slick Leonard still alive? Maybe his son's there. Slick Leonard's son is there. Uh, how are you feeling about Cleveland in that game? Down 3-2. Packed house in Indy. Okay. Now, I've played out this scenario a million times because I'm still the, I think he's staying in Cleveland guy. And we can do all this if you want to here too. Nah, I, no, we should. Not interested. We should. No. No, thanks. Why? Because you still think he's coming here and the 10 signs I just, that we just- I think- I think well, the ten signs is great, but the, the I just think now we have to see how the playoffs play out. Okay, so that's what happens, right? So if they're competitive, they get out of the finals, whatever, you know. But like, it, whenever the exit happens, it's probably going to be ugly with Cleveland. Okay, and we've and seen it happen to him in 2010 with him, and in 2014, right, where whatever the farewell game was, he something changed about how he was playing in the game. The most misleading triple double in playoff history. 2010, yeah, he yeah. was so detached. 2014, he seemed just angry. Yeah, he's mad. He he's stopped on the shooting. Like, yeah. Just really hard passes at his teammates, and just seemed fed Tough up. Tough roommate, huh? Imagine <laughs> who didn't pay the damn electricity yeah. bill. We're out of half and half. <laughs> I told you, Pantene. It's I'm a not getting it again. It's a superior product to Head and Shoulders. <laughs> I had a roommate that actually said that. I did your laundry again. Yeah, I had a roommate that if you didn't take your laundry out of the washing machine, he would just let it be wet and then take it out. And then oh, he would do his stuff. and then it would stuff. get that wet stink yeah, smell. Yeah, so he would do his stuff. And then it'd be like, you can't just throw mine in the dryer while yours is in the wash. He's like, I'm not in charge of you. And you'd yeah. be like, you just went deep on me. LeBron would be a tough roommate. He would he would buy a lot of great stuff for the apartment. It'd be a great place to live. Yeah. But then he would just start wearing you down and picking you apart. Do you think like if in the living room, he'd have an extra fridge for Gatorades and whatnot. And then on like certain days, he'd be like, help yourself, Bill. And then if he came back and he was in a different mood and you were on the couch with one of his Gatorades, he'd say, you're just helping yourself now, huh? You just get traded. You'd be like, hey, you're off the lease. What happened? Yeah, I, I took you off. The cool thing about living with LeBron is Rich Paul would bring high school players over the house that he's trying to sign. Come on, that's a funny joke. <laughs> uh, Clutch doesn't like jokes. No, that's why I'm not Cl laughing. Cl Clutch, Clutch is very uptight. It's fine. LeBron's not involved with Clutch. He's not. He doesn't have any any stake in it, as we're told. Look, that's that's what I believe. Media's going to look the other way. Yeah, it's fine. He's no. just friends with the guy who runs Clutch. When it's over meaning this season, yeah, it'll look ugly. And then every show is going to be up. Uh, you can see it on his face. He's out of here. I would only tell you that the conversations that I've had leading up to this, you know, and this is an ongoing conversation you have with everybody that you talk around the league is that there's still a very proactive like approach to this of what can happen this off season to add to him, to keep him there. And if he had already made up his mind, none of these conversations would be happening. And that's my only point that I wanted to add. Would you believe a scenario where they go 8-0 in the first two rounds and they make 23s a game and they average 125 points a game and everybody's like, oh my God, why are we doubting LeBron? Of course this was going to happen. I actually could see that happening too. And I could also see them losing in game six to Indy. And I could see them winning the finals. And I could see them getting swept. You could see them winning the NBA I'm, finals? I'm just, every single thing is on the table for me with Cleveland. 
I don't think the league is as good. Yeah, I don't think Houston. I don't see them having any chance against Houston unless somebody got hurt. So does that mean you feel like they have a chance against Golden State? Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Golden State. I don't know what to think anymore about them. That they're five. We might as well move to that series. They're playing the Spurs. You want to to do it? Kind of. Go ahead, do it. Five quarterbacks to go in the first round of the NFL, but the sixth that you're not even thinking about next. Hey, Casper is a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. Poor Ryan doesn't even have a mattress yet. With three mattress models, the original Casper, the Wave, and the Essential Casper mattresses are perfectly designed to soothe and cradle your natural geometry, not to mention the breathable design helps you sleep cool and regulate your body temperature throughout the night, delivered right to your door in a small how-do-they-do-that-size box with free shipping, returns in the U.S. and Canada. The best part? You can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. After all, you spend a third of your life sleeping. You should be comfortable. I've spent money on a mattress for a long time. Casper helped me out. Guess what? I sleep better. Now they can help you out. Get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash BS. Using BS at checkout. Casper.com slash BS. Offer code BS. $50 off. Your mattress purchase terms and conditions apply. The Warriors, a couple things I don't like. I don't think Draymond has been as good as he was last year. I don't like the fact that we're almost positive Curry's not going to be 100%. I don't think Clay was as good this year as he was last year, which I don't understand because you would think like when Curry's out, Clay would be like, I'm going for 29 a game. There's a hunger that seems to be this team's just trying to just get to the playoffs, which makes me nervous. And I don't think their five through ten guys are nearly as good as they were before. And no, I, that's I would definitely argue, true. Yeah. I, yeah, would you say their five through ten guys are league average? Uh, I mean, it feels weird to say that about Iguodala, but that's kind of who he's been. Like there'd be times. I mean, you you watch him every night, but you go, oh, that's right. Like God, they get to bring this guy off the bench. You know, like every now and then you just be reminded of of how great the depth was, and that kind of got back to like, hey, we can go small with you. Doesn't can, seem that way anymore. No, and. There was an edge to them that showed up in selected games, whereas, you know, this unbelievable run of the three years, I think we'd agree that there was this kind of F you to the league, like you guys just can't. And, and the only time we really saw this is when they decided, like the rematch after the Thunder beat them on a Saturday game, yeah. and then they played them again, and they, like, we're going to smash you for even thinking that you're at our level that last time you the came Saturday out Saturday nighter. Yeah, right. That was the last really good game they played. So I don't like just getting beaten by 40 in Utah bothers me because this is the shit that like the KG Celtics started to do near the end where they were like 25 and 25 after 50 games. And it is kind of weird. Like, was it like fine. this when we were kids? Was it like this when we nah. were kids when it was like, oh, I don't, we don't care if we get destroyed tonight. I think these guys have too much going on. Do I we sound they, old right now? No, no. I, I just think they have a Hold lot on, going on. my pager's on. going on. <laughs> <laughs> I think they have a lot going on. I think basketball is one of the things they do. And I think they play basketball. They get in shape to play basketball. They're running whatever their personal brand is on social and all that stuff. They're running whatever their business interests are. Some of them have families. I think it's all part of the thing. And I, I, don't, I don't think it's the ebb and flow is the same. Like Larry Bird, all he had was basketball. Like how Tom Brady approaches football. That's what Larry Bird and Magic were like with basketball. And I think that's what Jordan, even though he had, was doing the commercials and stuff, he 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 played basketball. That's what he was. And I don't know. I just, 
it just seems like the regular season rolls off these guys now. I, there's, there's not now. This is the case for Russ Westbrook. Yeah, this is the thing about Russ that we're also like, who plays which I love. fucking balls out yeah. every night. Like, which, were you supposed to make fun to of him? Dude. Yeah, right. Like, I he was fucking off, loves basketball. He I plays really hard. It. Like anything I was saying about it's the biggest lock ever about him getting 16 rebounds. I was that was a compliment. Like right. I wasn't knocking him. I, I just think that the the weird part of this whole story becomes like something happens and then you give me evidence that this thing matters and then you tell me you don't care. Like that's the shit that I can't stand. Like oh, Donovan, when he says he doesn't care about stats right. and triple doubles right. when he's looking up at the scoreboard to see what his numbers are with four minutes left. <laughs> right. Or when that, you know, that whole play that I know we've already talked about before, like when he got pissed at one of his teammates for not shooting and he was going to have an assist and then Durant and Curry right. are pointing at it, laughing on the bench. Yeah. And then, you know, Donovan Mitchell, who I love. And then it's like, don't ask me about rookie of the year. You're like, bro, you've worn rookie sweat, like hoodies back to back nights, knowing you're coming through the tunnel. Like these are real things. Like whereas Mark Jackson Every now and then, like he'll be doing a game, and I never quite understand. Like he'll he'll kind of have like this argument, and then I don't like he'll be like, Mike Breen, what is it about Brexit? The Welsh people are <laughs> unique and have great history, but the United Kingdom is united in name. Don't talk to me about Brexit anymore. And you're at home going. Oh shit! I need. What did I miss? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know the Welsh were this upset. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that was incredible. One of the, one of these things that happened. Like, all right. So, like, you're you've had Duran on a bunch, right? And the last time he was on, that ends up being dissected a million different ways. Like, what's this dude all about? Yeah. These guys, and this is kind of back to the other point. Like, I think this is all contained here. So, just cut me off, and you know, you know how to. Do no, it. I know you're going to bring this back. Think how many of these guys' ad campaigns are revolving around everybody hating them. Yeah. LeBron's had it. Durant Dur has it. Durant's embraced it the hardest, I think, of anyone. Westbrook. Westbrook, that whole don't do this, don't, don't eat sushi in Oklahoma City. Harden. Draymond. Draymond. Clay, Curry. Blake Griffin now, if he could get an ad campaign, <laughs> if it comes the back. The top players in this league, and Kawhi will start getting it once he decides to branch out and do whatever he's doing, and I don't know if that's with the Spurs or not, but- It won't be. So he's gone, huh? I said this in the Ringer NBA show, NBA show yesterday. I asked who has a unanimous approval rating in the NBA right now. And it's basically Giannis. This Anthony, is such a good game. Anthony Davis. I don't know if he's 100%. No, he is. It should be. People love people love the brow right now. Nobody's like, no, actually, here's what I don't like about Anthony Davis. Like, he's just fucking killing it. So you're excluding just the, like... You're trimming off the. I'm the saying 100 percent approval rating right now of people that like just you with basketball it. fans. Like if somebody was at, if you're at a bar and you're hanging out and somebody's like, "I fucking hate Giannis," you'd be like, "What? You why? <laughs> you'd be like, your feelings would be hurt. What? What, what did he do? You don't think there'd be one guy that would be like, "Eh, it's Eddie Davis. What's he won? You don't think there'd be a guy that would do that? I mean, there would be in Boston at about 1:30 in the morning. And he'd probably be holding a pool cue. Or afternoon, and opening a natty day. Light. Yeah, yeah I, I, I was there for opening day. Uh, it's the best. It's the best. And I, and I went in, and the thing is, is I was packing up in Connecticut, so my buddies were like, what do you want to do? Yeah. And I go, well, I want to hang out all day, and like, obviously, I want to have a great day, but I also, I got to go back to Connecticut tonight. So it's, it's going to be like a, a soft entry into opening day. And- Went to the game. We actually got to stay after hours 
Wow. Which is unheard, like afties. Yeah, yeah afties. Unbelievable. Yeah. So then we were with a bunch of state troopers, whatever. That's great. And then at one point, a guy's like, bro, I'm going to run the fucking marathon. <laughs> <laughs> and the other guy's like, if you're running it, I'm fucking running it too. And they're like, serious? I'm like, fucking totally serious. So those guys are training. And <laughs> <laughs> it's phenomenal. And I walk back and we go into the baseball tavern. And I see a legendary bar owner over in the corner and dancing with a guy dressed up as Elvis. And my buddies are like, do you even want a beer? And I'm like, nope. I'm like, I got to get out of here. And it's 530 in the afternoon. Oh, yeah, that's the best part. Like, we were talking about like 50% blackout ratio in this spot. And I go, I I can't. I'm not going to be able to hang out. The baseball taverns had some dark moments. I remember I went there once after... It may have been game three of the 04 ALCS when the Yankees was like 17 to one or something. I was there after five. I was not there after three. Three was the walk of shame, walk out of Fenway. Right. And I think, see, I don't, I don't want to get this wrong, but I like, remember when Keith Folk decided he hated Boston after that incredible run? Like he was that unbelievable. Was beginning of five, they booed yeah. him after yeah. he had like basically given his rotator cuff, rotator cuff and his elbow yeah, like to the three ALCS. saves. It was like 140 innings in three days or, or pitches in three days. I could never understand why we would go to the baseball tavern after he blew a save. I would just go like, yeah, dude, like, what'd you think? Yeah. Like guys are going to say stuff. Like that's just the way that town works. Well, Keith Folk did? Yeah, Keith Folk. And then I also figured this out and I hope I'm not, I don't know, I could be, could be giving up too much information, but I'm just yeah. going to go ahead and report it anyway. Yeah. But there's a rumor that he was playing men's league hockey during the 04 playoff run, which Keep is going. the most Boston amazing thing of all time. Wow. And so like one of the guys is like, yeah, dude, good stick. He was committed. He was committed to the whole thing. We I'm did like, a 30 for 30 about that, that. I'm not sure if it's true yet though. We did 30 for 30 about those four games. And I feel like we could go back and make it like four hours longer. I still can't believe Derek Lowe pitched six innings on two days rest. And it was like the... Not even one of the top 12 most unbelievable things about those four days. Two days rest, six shutout innings. Or maybe even one run. I can't do the whole thing. All right, sorry. Uh, Warriors. So uh, you sound like you're off of them. I'm not off. I've just, I'm old enough now. And I do think how whatever the style of play is and however the players change and the ebb and flow of talent, I do think a lot of these things are cyclical that we see with the arcs of teams. And I think they're at a dangerous point right now. And whether they can play out of it or not, we'll see. But um, you look at like the 07 Pistons. 04 Pistons win the title, balls out, awesome. 05 Pistons start out great. They make game seven of the finals, almost get there. 06 Pistons, four guys make the all-star team. I think they win like 66 games. And then they lose to Miami. And then 07... It's all lined up for them to make the finals, play the Spurs rematch, and LeBron beats them. And then basically they're done. I don't think the Warriors are going to be done, but I just think we've seen this before with that, the on-off switch and the team's flicking it. And then that one time it's not there. 2014 Miami. Oh, they'll be fine. Oh, they're down 2-1. They'll be fine. Oh, they're down 3-1. Nah, they'll be fine. Oh, like now you Le- guys just LeBron just played smoked. his last game. Yeah. <laughs> the Spurs just killed you. That was... I don't like teams that aren't good... Uh, that don't have a bench and aren't healthy and don't go into the playoffs playing well. Make All that makes me nervous. So the Steph thing we know is real. We know it's pretty much the same significance of the injury of two years ago. Okay? So, so it would be 2016 yeah. Steph? 
which still put up like if you look at raw numbers, you're going to go like that's the thing I struggle with in that series because I didn't want to make excuses for the Warriors and I didn't want to discredit what LeBron and Kyrie did those last three games are just off the charts. I mean, that what they did in five, six and seven. Forget it. OK, but yeah, there's a bunch of little bounces here and there. And, and it worked out that, that Cleveland won the whole thing. But like the Steph thing, you go, oh, he's clearly not the same guy. And you'd be like, damn, but look at like the numbers. But I don't think. But he now was, they have Durant to assume you would some of the burden, you would think. Bail that out. Uh, the clay injury, I was told, hey, good to go. But it's the kind of thing if it gets hit right again. Yeah. And that thumb, it's going to be a problem. And then the Durant, the Draymond things aren't really that big of a deal. So, yeah, if they get bounced out, um, I wouldn't imagine it's going to happen uh, again. I actually don't like I don't I don't really feel the fear of the San Antonio thing. I feel like all year long they were playing as if they were going to get Kawhi back. And then once they knew it was over then you would watch him and you go, I don't think there's really much to be afraid of here. The road record is appalling. Yeah, I like to look at the road records to make sure they're not a complete disaster. I think they were like. 14 and 27 on the road. So are you with me on that? It's first round. Like, you don't, you're not falling for the Popovich, San Antonio. Oh, they can get no, these guys. I, I don't think the Spurs yeah. are good. I uh, do think they have a lot of heart. Yeah. but And there's been some Manu moments this year where it's just like, that's why I'm going to be in the Hall of Fame someday. I'm just winning this game. Those some of those games where you just like I can't believe the stuff that you're still doing. I can't believe he people are retired. still. He was retired. We said goodbye to him last May. I feel like we've done it, but not. We like... said goodbye. We people writing farewell pieces. People were <laughs> standing up applauding, and he's now he's back when he gave. It's amazing what you can do with just the perfectly executed jab step that isn't like a dribble drive jab step. It's just a jab step to get just a little clearance to get this three pointer off and being a lefty. Yeah. Um, the next round is the one. So Blazers, Pelicans, Blazers minus 225 favorites. The Pelicans are very live, very live, very, very live underdog. Uh, and uh, and I don't like this matchup for the Blazers, a team that I really liked and a team that I felt like if Curry's not healthy in round two, can go toe-to-toe with the Warriors and really have a chance to beat them. And yet you have Drew Holiday and Rondo, very good defensive players in their own Holiday's legit good. Rondo is like crunch time good. And then Davis has been out of his mind on both ends, like out of his mind. And they have shooters. And I'm concerned for Portland. I think the Pelicans are a lively underdog picker. This could be one of those Anthony Davis moments where you yeah, go. have like, a moment. Like, and, and I'm not one of those. Like, we're getting back to that whole, like, if you had a friend at the bar that said, I don't like Giannis, and everybody would turn and look at him. When somebody says, okay, well, you know, Anthony Davis is what I've ever done, then I already know, like, what kind of guy you are to talk hoops with. Like, I'm just not going to listen to anything you say the yeah. rest of the way. Like, yeah. you, just, you just decided. Because what he's done, like, what this Pelicans team has done this year, like, this is the kind of stuff where he should be getting MVP votes. Because, he's, you know, he's- I he's, had him at second. You have him second. I do. Not to spoil my ballot, but I guess I just did. No, so- for the last three months, he's been the best player in the league, and he's, he's meant been, the most. He's unbelievable. The totality like the, what Harden did yeah. has been better, but I, I think the last three months it's been Davis. Like so, when we look at some of these numbers, you go, okay, you know, even a bad team has has a leading scorer. Uh, well, they're not, they're not a bad team, but he does all of these things, and everything's still done in this efficient manner. And he's one of the best two way players in the league. I thought like, about him for defensive player of the year, and the only reason I didn't do it was because I thought the fifty eight Gobert games transcended anything else that had happened. But what Davis is doing defensively the last couple of months and the way he's like blowing up those screens where, and the way he can just switch onto a guard and shut the guard down and the way he can protect the rim for them. And it, it, he's an incredible basketball player. He really is. He's incredible. 
The cool thing that Portland has, though, is the, like good Yusuf is pretty good. It's just you don't always get good Yusuf, and there's always well, I like that you're a first name basis with them. I didn't realize that. Well, I know every now and then, like if you've been watching a lot of Suns and Mavs games, you need Google. Like there's certain nights I'll admit as like a big NBA guy, I'd be like, wait a minute, who's playing two guard? I'm out. Once you're tanking, I'm out. Yeah, you don't get you don't get the upset Suns with in yourself. Three months. No, I'm I'm out. I can't watch your. I can't watch tanking. I can't. I there was a time in my life when I loved basketball so much I'd watch any basketball, and now it's I'm where I I'm thinking about the playoffs all the time. Okay. I don't want to watch. I get, Trey Burke, you're doing great. Congrats. I'm not watching. I'm, I do, I'm watching I, Nick's Hornets. I did read a, a Trey Burke like profile that was like, what, you know, why did it go wrong in those other places? And you go, well, or is it this team sucks? Yeah, and they needed Trey's somebody to get shoot. shots up. Yeah. Well, it's like the old pickup basketball analogy. It's like whoever has the ball is probably going to have good stats. If you're playing pickup, like the, the guy who's bringing the ball up is probably going to have the most points in the team. Yeah, like the Jazz, like somehow, like he, he was inferring, like what 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 did the Jazz do wrong? Yeah, why <laughs> they mess this up? Yeah, well, by taking you. I is, will say he's he for this season. I think he's averaging twenty minutes a game, but fourteen points a game. That's like nuts. I think his per thirty six stats are like really out of control. And the thing is, like early with him, the reason a guy like that can be really dangerous, like a lottery guy had a really outstanding college career, like was a dude who got it yeah. done. And those guys can be like the worst because they're not aware that they're not that good. Yeah. And he was playing as if he was the best player on that jazz team and he wasn't. And he was like doing stuff and taking shots and you're going, oh my God, like this is This is something Jalen and I used to talk about this, the phenomenon of the guy who's been the best everywhere he's ever been. And then he gets to the pros and they're like, yeah, you're going to play 12 minutes a game and you're not the best. And there's four guys in your team that are better than you. And but you like, spend what? three years not believing it. Yeah, and then and three like, years when I'm, you get out there and be like, I'm just going to show everybody that they're wrong. Yeah. And then you go, no, actually, you're like, you're you're not just bad. You're dangerously bad. Yeah. Because you're screwing us up. You're recklessly bad. Because if you look at a lot of failed, um, you know, look, everybody has all their failures of first round draft pick. But look at lottery guys. You'll see that jump from rookie year where you go, oh, he only played that many minutes. And then you go, okay, that's kind of bad. And then that next year, there's always a jump. So like every bust, like the most minutes they play per game is always that second year where the team's like, we got to make sure this guy stinks before we move on. And then they play him more. <laughs> I'm telling you, it happens all the time. And then you go, and then that third year on basketball references a new team. <laughs> there was a James Young moment like that with the Celtics oh, last yeah. year. They're like, are we sure, James? Uh, one more time. Yeah. Uh, coming up, I'm going to tell you about the lottery pick who killed a waiter and got away with it right after this. <laughs> Hey, if you're the type that's always looking for a better, bigger deal, you've got to use the Hotel Tonight app. You have to get it. You have to use it. It partners with awesome hotels to help them sell their unsold rooms, which means you get amazing deals. Too bad Ryan didn't know about this before he moved to LA and had to live in a hotel. Their name is Hotel Tonight, but you can actually book in advance next week tonight or book next month tonight. All it takes is 10 seconds, three taps, and a swipe. No long, endless lists of a zillion hotel choices. They only show you the best deals at the best hotels. I've used this app and it works. You got their Hotel Tonight's HT Perks program. The more you book, the better the deals get. Oh, yeah. I'm living proof. Unlike loyalty programs where you're trapped into staying at boring chain hotels, they don't do that. They just want to do good stuff. I've used this over and over again for my children's soccer tournaments when I don't feel like driving for two hours back home. And now my son might tra play travel baseball. Shoot me. So if that happens, more hotel tonight in my life, 
spontaneous weekend getaways, being trapped in travel baseball tournaments with your son, staycation in a hotel you've always wanted to stay at. It's all there, man. Skip the commute. Let someone else make the bed tomorrow. You can do that too. Start scoring amazing deals at Incredible Hotels. Download the Hotel Tonight app right now. All right, we're back. We uh we didn't we didn't say who we thought was going to win this Blazers Pelican series. My Blazers, only, Blazers. I think it goes seven, and I think the the Blazers pull it out. I think it's damn close. I think Davis is heroic in the first round. If you're doing DraftKings, when Davis is playing, put him in. Put him on your team. So play Anthony Davis. Play Anthony. Spend so the eleven gonna, million dollars. No, spend the twenty five percent of your right. salary cap on Anthony Davis. I think the Rondo is the X factor of the series. I can't believe I'm saying that. Anyone could have had him in October. I thought he was probably done or close to done, and I could see him being the X factor and winning this series for them. Yeah, I really what, could. What is it like? You think Rondo will ever get older and go? Why did I kind of not care for so many of the games towards the second half of my career? Do you know that he's been on five teams in five years? So Boston, year, Sacramento, Dallas, New Orleans, Chicago. Boston, Dallas, Sacramento, Chicago, New Orleans. Yeah, actually. I mean, when he left Boston, remember arguing? Well, I don't know how much you would do it. You might have been one of the guys I was arguing with. But like there was that time, like peak Rondo. Yeah. Where you go, you know, I mean, you would have never done it. But it was, well, what, you know, Rondo's better than Chris Paul. Rings. And you'd be like, well, come on. Come on, man. Like, Once oh, he started chasing yeah. assists, I was having issues. Yeah. And then you're like, Paul Pierce has said he's the best player on the floor at certain times. I'm like, you know, and my dad has said I was the cutest kid in my third grade class. Like it doesn't, I don't even know if my dad said that, but um, I don't, you know, the, the Rondo thing, like when he left Boston and, and, you know, Celtics fans were arguing, they were so pro Rondo and you're like, this guy is, doesn't care anymore. Yeah, like he's not playing defense. He's and then counting he assists, it. and he's and he's not trying. Yeah, to and then he goes, you know, the last year or two, I didn't really care about defense all that much. And you just think, like, it's not like you're old. And I know you've had some injuries, but this isn't like the kind of injury where you go, "I'm never going to play this game again." I just, it's almost all personality driven for his tumultuous second half of the career. When I'll admit, there's certain nights with the Pelicans, you see those glimpses again, and you think. If you still have this, like, why can't this happen more often for you? Like, what Davis gets you in your is way? definitely Davis is his soulmate in a lot of ways. A little like what he had with KG when KG was still athletic, where he's just one of the best ever at. I'm driving the basket, just jump near the rim. I'm going to get it to you in full stride in the perfect spot. I like that. I like that team offensively, and I I think Gentry's done a good job. You lose Cousins, and you and you just go faster and. <laughs> just you ramp it up and well, having they're shooting, hard to play right. the, having shooting like they're a completely different team from a shooting standpoint drew being healthy the shooting stats are good yeah no and and, and this they is a team guys, that couldn't shoot for years yeah they got some three point i would say seven i would say bet the blazers in seven i like the i wouldn't blazers, feel great about it i like the blazers sneaky depth i like that shabazz has played better yeah. the Connaughton's out there defending multiple guys shabazz you say yeah. Shabazz? Oh, yeah. Shabazz Napier. Yeah. I was thinking Shabazz Muhammad. I was like, he's on. No, no, he's on. No, dude. God, I, Do you know I, what team I, I still went, is my on first right Shabazz now? in my head was Shabazz Muhammad. That's weird. Napier's good. I Napier is like the, you know, I feel kind of vindicated. Third, third, yeah, LeBron's like, I told you. I was trying to help out Miami. I did that draft. I got really upset when, when, uh, Miami got him. I remember I, your I line. What was your tantrum. line? Like, why do teams do dumb things? What was it? I was it? like, why do teams help Pat Riley? I don't understand it. Why do they do dumb things? And Stop helping Pat Riley. LeBron left. LeBron ditched him. So you have 
But I like Portland's depth. Okay. I, I like watching Lillard again last night. And, you know, it is funny whenever you say like, hey, I was impressed with this team. And then, you know, every Jazz fan would be like, it's back to back. But like, I can't. You know what I can't wait for, Bill, is the first team that ever wins and the second of a back-to-back because apparently nobody it's never happened like our access to more information has made us actually far more annoying back-to-backs are impossible it's so hard to fly from one city to another on a chartered plane that leaves the moment you get in there and you have giant seats and you land at the airport and cars take you to the hotel these luxury suvs and then you go into your hotel suite but that's all that ever happens now oh my god it's so so hard you know the jazz i think you read the short season with the celtics in 77 john powers it's 40 no, years ago. Didn't read that. So he was this reporter who spent the year at the Celtics. And I read 48 minutes, though. 40 minutes was good. The short season's good, though. And he had so much access because the team would have layovers. <laughs> so it'd be like, uh, going to Cleveland, we had to stop in Philly. And I was hanging out at the gate with John Havlicek for three hours as we waited for our connecting flight. <laughs> This is 40 years ago when they when they're tape delaying yeah, any playoff t- games. And any now t- these guys are going direct. All the access to information is like whenever you go, oh, wow, you know, this team's all over them. And then it's like, oh, you know, try you try logging 8,200 miles in a four-day stretch. And you're like, that's an awesome travel stat, yeah. dude. But you know what? Like anytime a team just loses on the second back-to-back, it doesn't mean it's that it's only because of the back-to-back. Portland was better than Utah. They just were in that game at home, whatever. Last one is Rockets T Wolves. Rockets are uh, seventy to one favorites, or seven to one, seventy one, I mean, seven to one, whatever the hell this is. They're minus seven thousand. <laughs> Say that again. Seventy to one. Uh, too bad for the T Wolves that this was their draw. Yeah, I had. Golden high State hopes it would have been a fun series, I think, for them. I have high hopes for the T Wolves. It's almost deflating, despite getting that win against Denver. And Denver kind of came on there at the end and like some things where you go, hey, you know, might you might have three guys here now that you can feel good about uh in the future. Which which I don't, you know, it felt like one. And now with the guards and Murray playing and Harris coming back. Um no no but, cap space unfortunately because the Millsap deal was gigantic. Yeah. But you know, I was watching that play last night. I should have talked about this when we did Ringer NBA last night. I watched that play again. Which it's a one? tie game. Jokic on the inbound in the corner? For your whole season. Yeah. There's four seconds left. This is whatever the best play Mike Malone has ever heard of in his life. This is the time. This is like you're breaking the fire extinguisher and you're hitting it and glasses shattering. And you're like, it's time. You're pulling this play out. It's like glowing. It's got light coming off it. Like, here it is. This is the play to create a wide open 23-footer for Jamal Murray. Or this is the play where it's a back screen where Will Barton's just going to get a, an open layup because I've just been waiting for this my whole life. Now, it was dump it to Jokic. They're and create off center, the dribble. It's, who's falling backwards already from 22 feet away with Taj Gibson on him and the clock's running down. And it's like, first of all, as you know, I used to live my life with what would Bill Belichick do? Now I think for basketball, it's like, what would Brad Stevens do? I promise that's not the Brad Stevens play. I wrote the There's tweet no out. Way. I wrote the tweet out where I said, in a thousand inbounds, Stevens would never do that. And then I was afraid that somebody was going to send me like a YouTube at the end of a second quarter of, of like Kelly yeah, Olynyk, right, the yeah, same yeah, play. Yeah. Like, remember that they let Kelly Olynyk go right at Wayne Selden? I'd be like, what? Ah, four, shit, I forgot that play. Four seconds is enough. First of all, to get an open shot. Second of all, to get something going to the basket where you might get fouled. And third, enough time to get a misdirection where you you dump it to one guy who makes believe he's going to do something, but then you're actually setting up the second guy. 
that can't be the play. And I actually, if I was the Denver owner, I would have fired him after the game. I really would have. I would have been like, I'm out. I'm out. I can't do this again. I will never get past that this was the play. We, You have to leave. Clean up your things. I can't believe Taj reached in. Because think dang. about that. that was like, think of how bad that would have been. Like, I don't yeah. know if that's actually, like, it ended up, it could have been one of the great defensive plays that you've ever seen if they come back and they also don't get a bad look. I mean, Dibs and, and Malone, back and forth there at the end, you go. Rough coaching. What, what are we doing here? And that's why, like, a beating on Twitter. I love what the T-Wolves could be. And I know the Butler, you know, missing him. But, you know, to lose to Dallas to avoid this one-game play-in type of thing from last night. Like, there's just moments with the T-Wolves where I don't love their offense a lot, actually, when they close games out. A lot of ice. And ice. defensively, it just it hasn't it hasn't really clicked with them. And, you know, that's usually, that's why the Philly thing, back to that, like, to be young and this good defensively, like, why well, I usually look at the Wiggins-Towns pairing and go, that's what normally happens with these young teams. But I'm all about identity when we get to the playoffs. And I look at a team you know, like the Blazers. And I'm like, I know what that team is. They love to shoot threes. They got Dame at the end. They have some weird lineups. They can experiment. If you, they can go small, if you go small, they can get bigger. They can bang. They're good at home. I know what they are. I don't know what the Timberwolves are. And I, and I definitely didn't know what the Nuggets were other than a really high scoring team built around a nice passing center who don't can't stop anybody. Yeah, yeah. But you go on down the line and not a lot of teams have an identity. And that's why like the Sixers, the Sixers are like, we're young. We're we coming defend. for you. Yeah, we defend. We have shooters who aren't afraid, guys who have been in big games, and we're coming. And if we get a defensive rebound, we're off. We're going. Right, we're going to switch things. Yeah. We're going to We're not slowing things down. We're yeah. fast. We got Joel. Like, we kind of know who we are. And I went from thinking Brett Brown didn't know what the fuck he was doing to he was on my coach of the year ballot. <laughs> he really was. <laughs> You're it's hard like, on coaches, though. I am I've hard on coaches. i about you. I am hard on coaches. But just for what he did with faults alone, Faults who like we thought was going to be the next 30 for 30. And how early did you guys already start compiling footage? <laughs> ESPN's like, come back. We need you for the faults 30 for 30. We really need you. But Chris Ryan is walking around with an iPhone following him at LA Fitness. <laughs> I mean, the Sixer fans were so sensitive about it. Everything is coming up Philly this year. No, they were. I mean, you know, look, I, I can't even Super do the Bowl, Philly thing again because Simmons, it's just, faults. There's just, I mean, my, you know, you're just like, all right, you're mad because something unprecedented happened. Like, this is unprecedented. And then Fultz ends up with a triple-double when, in you know. The, in a garbage like, game. Like, so so when people tried. started doing the, yeah, you're right. But still, I mean, it's a hell of a lot better than the guy we thought mentally was incapable well, of putting sneakers on and playing that is, in the game. Yeah, the clip of, there's a YouTube clip of his triple-double that was online last night. And like. He's three moves in there where it's at the highest level of athleticism. It's like at a Westbrook level of speed and and oh, I was I was impressed. He had a shot, but it was a, it was a garbage time game. I'm trying to think. Was it the Cleveland? I think I think it was the Cleveland game where he had to take a jumper. He was if it was left to right on TV, so Sixers were going left to right. They were set up. It was kind of a scrum after some stuff had broken down. And Fultz ended up with the ball in his hand about 12 feet out, baseline, lower side of the hoop. And he didn't have any time to think about it. Had to shoot the shot clock. And it looked great. And it was like, oh, that's, you know. And this is all after the fact, like, playing the result. But what I always did like about Fultz is that for a guy that was, like, imagine how much that must have sucked 
you're the number one pick, and now people wonder if you're so mentally screwed up that you can't play this game anymore. Okay, and it was weird. It was weird to watch him. They were wondering it legitimately, yeah, though. Yeah, like not be able to shoot. Yeah, because like, of a mental thing. Because the shoulder thing, like we, I read all the breakdowns on all that stuff. I think that was a nice health way of covering for him. No, he had the hips without, without anybody knowing. And yet, when he's sitting and he's wearing his blazer, he was always having a good time. Yeah. And his teammates loved them. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to, you know, like I I didn't know how to process it other than I just sat at home and really liked it and went, that's cool. That's really cool that he's this, because I think most people, and I don't know that I would have blamed him, you're out of high school, you know, whatever, you're supposed to be awesome. Like if he were to sulk all year, I don't think I would have blamed him. We've seen that break some dudes. There's, There's history of my life isn't going well for the first time. Anthony Bennett, I think is a good example. I'm not doing well. And you just, you cave mentally. You, Some guys, like they start eating too much or they, they get in their head or whatever happens. Um, any dark horse? How many teams can actually win the finals in your opinion? Uh, two. Two? Yeah. If two teams can win the finals, okay, yeah. who are the teams? Houston and Golden State. And if Golden State's healthy, I'm I'm not even afraid of Houston if I'm Golden State. Golden State plus 140, Houston plus 150. Cleveland plus 850. Toronto 13 to 1. Philly now 18 to 1. I mean, come on, dude. If if the Sixers won the NBA championship, you wouldn't come on the air the next day going, well, that's a little weird. It would be insane. I think it'd it be would the be the craziest title that anyone's won since the 04 Pistons. 77 Blazers. There's probably like three of them in the last 50 years that that it's just completely dumbfounding. I mean, they were probably 100 to one to win the title like a month ago. And now it's like, I look at the East. Do you allow yourself to think they can win an NBA championship this year? I think they can make the finals. And if they make the finals, who the fuck knows? You never know. That would be, it would be more, it, dude, it's more unlikely than that that Pistons thing. It's like more the, unlikely. The Pistons thing, and again, it's history, Weaker but like, league. we have the roadmap to what happened there after the fact. That Lakers thing was a mess. They're falling apart. I'm sure you've talked Carmelo to Chauncey about it. Yeah. Chauncey was like, dude, we got out there with those guys. And we're like, we're going to kill these dudes. Yeah. Like, they weren't even remotely afraid of the Lakers. Just none of us knew. None of the public knew. We didn't know. We're like, oh, they're massive favorites. Lakers are going to roll again here. And they were a mess. And then Detroit was the start of what's a really great run in this league. Like that's a people great had run. no idea Detroit was good. I also don't think people follow basketball as intently during that stretch. It was a weird time for the week. I think now people know this Philly thing is a thing. They've been, we've been watching it. We've been experiencing it. That Cleveland Philly thing on on Friday night feels like everybody who watches basketball saw that game. Yeah, and you, you know, could, you could it was argue like that the, was a moment. You could argue the Dallas against the first year of the Heat, but oh, that's a good one. But Dallas, yeah, no, it still was fair. Dirk, and it was still like. We're talking about a group of guys that, for the most part, you know, it's the 31 games with Embiid and Covington and, and Sharich. Like, that's the only continuity that you've had. I bet on their under at 41 and a half. I didn't think there's any way. It's like Embiid's, gonna, Embiid's not going to play 41 again. and a half yeah, games. Right. Simmons can't shoot. Fultz is already in a mental hospital. Like, what, 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 are, what am I betting against? Right. And at and 25 then, and 25, I'm like, man, nailed it again. Yeah. And then. This happened. I do think. So what do you have? Toronto? You think Toronto can win an NBA championship? No. I think 
I, I would put uh, Philly and Cleveland. I think four teams have a chance. So you got four. Yeah, I do. Philly and Cleveland, just because I think those are the two teams that can make the finals. What do you think if the Warriors, if it's an, like, because we have a storyline where the Cleveland exit could be ugly and then we'll do LeBron's gone. And what if there's an ugly Golden State exit and Steph's hurt, Durant's pissed off, he's getting technicals, Draymond's mad, Clay doesn't look the same. Because when Van Gundy was saying, oh, this is going to, we're going to win. Honestly, do you honestly know it's going to want to, do you want to know what's going to happen? Because I'll tell you, Golden State loses to Houston in round two. Um, they got to trade one of those guys. Wait a minute. Round two. If Golden, or round three, yeah, Houston. Right. Or round two. If they lose in, in, in before the finals, it will be Before become, the Western Conference finals. Or before the real NBA finals. finals. Okay, they so lose, lose round the second round. round three, right, okay, all right. It'll be, they got to trade one of those guys. Can't bring those guys back. They should trade Clay, sign and trade for Paul George. That'll all start. Sign Paul George, trade Clay with his salary caps. Like all that shit will start. All these machinations of flipping Clay into something. Clay will be the fall guy, is my prediction. Unless Draymond, you know, stabs somebody in the first row with a with a Diet Coke straw and like gets suspended for five days. Yeah. I do think the Warriors are a really like bold franchise. And I think they would 100% shake this up. If it were ugly. I think Durant and Curry are the only guaranteed to stay. Would be yeah. my guess. No, that's what you would do. You you don't get rid of two top five guys, either one of them. You, you just go, build around those two. Right. You go, okay, these are the two. What could we do? You say Draymond. We took the Draymond thing as far as it can go. It's going to start going south, Rashid style soon. He's not playing hard every game anymore. He's going to start getting kicked out of more stuff. Imagine being the team that trades for Draymond to build around him post Golden State. Draymond? <laughs> I would take him. Look, I, like I love him, but I'm just saying it's. it would be, you know what I mean? It would be a little different. Our nucleus got stale. I can hear it now. I don't think it'll happen, but I can just hear it. If you look we didn't in the like future what we saw all to the season. salaries yeah. of what those salaries would be, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what they do at this early where they shake things up. I just don't think that the group is going to be together. I don't think this is year four or year eight. I mean, of, honestly, of the years. move, what Belichick would do is he would trade Clay for a cheaper salary and like a draft pick and try to do it that way and try to replace Clay's shooting. A little like what Presti tried to do with the terrible Harden trade, but he underestimated how good Harden was. But all of us did. Take somebody that could replace. Clay's three-point shooting, but now you have a chess piece that you can also, and you, and you more money to pay Durant, because they're going to have to pay Durant this year. They right. have to step up his salary in some way. Are you reporting that? They, it's been written about. It was wrote this week, well, written about this confirm, week. I just want you to He's confirm opting it. Out, oh, because I'm KD's guy? <laughs> yeah. Hold on, let me text him. Uh, <laughs> the uh, They need to take care of him in some way. I think it's unrealistic to pay those four guys the amount of money that they'd have to pay them. I think you're right. Yeah. So at some point they're going to have to pick one of them. So what you do is you go, and this is all just hypothetical. You go, all right, let's get in front of this by a year and make a move instead of going, oh, sorry, we just can't pay one of the four and we let him bounce. You be Magic Johnson. I'm going to be uh, Bob Myers. I've <sighs> just gotten knocked out of round three. I lost him five to Houston. Okay. Magic. Hey, what's up, Bob? You know who's good? Steph Curry. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm calling about. Uh, we're shopping Clay Thompson. You're the you're my first call. We need to get uh, one of your cheaper guys. We really like Kuzma, and uh, 
and we like some other stuff. Would any interest? Clay Thompson, not Michael. Clay Thompson. Because we already have Michael. Clay Thompson. Yeah, of course. I mean, why wouldn't I do that? Why wouldn't I find a way to make that happen? Would you trade Ingram for him? I would trade anybody for Clay. I would. I would trade you anybody on that Lakers roster for Clay. I don't I'm think surprised Kuz- you're Kuzma's not like enough. This. Kuzma's not enough. Kuzma's not enough, but like you're acting as if I'm supposed to have hesitation. Okay. That's I would, how I feel. I mean, Clay is Clay went from I think somebody in the beginning when he was first being kicked around on those Kevin Love deals. You go, okay, but he is a a dependent offensive player. That's who I thought he was at the beginning. Like most of the guys that get better, that perimeter players scores, it's a handle improvement. Like you can get better as a shooter. Like I think you just rebound or you don't. You know, um, assist vision not. But a lot of the guys like there's it, it blows my mind how many nights I'll watch a game and be like that guy can't dribble more than two times. Like if he has to dribble a third time, he's screwed. And Clay. I felt like it, a lot of it was off of screens. It was set up. It's Curry, the threat there. You know, remember they would do those weird um, guard lineups where Steph would play basically off guard in the beginning right. of Steph's career and stuff. And they have Jared Jack setting it up. But then guess what? Like Clay, Jared Jack. Clay has a handle now. So, uh, you know, I, I actually think Clay's, despite every all of us kind of agreeing that he's one of the best shooters in the league in a way, is kind of underrated. You know, I think he just has a great personality. Like he has to have, he could never have. I don't know. I mean, we call him an alpha or not, but like he, the cool thing about this group is that they do have deferring personalities. Well, remember when we were saying the math would make it impossible for them to lose? You basically have three guys who are going to make a combined 15 to 17 threes a game and make 40% of them. And it was this 10 point advantage. I'm not quite sure why it didn't play out that way. I really thought this team was going to go like 72 and 10. Well, I don't even think they, when they were all healthy, they were 41 and 10 with Curry. I those still, 10 games. But if it were the first year of it, they probably would have won 70 something games. I really, I think that it's the mental of, hey, man, like we already know what it takes. We know what it is. And you're right that it, that can be the mistake. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. I, I'm I, not telling you to I like it. I tried to challenge I, KD on it and he was just, he gets so upset. He's so testy, that KD. I like that guy. He gets, gets testy. He's like, you don't understand how hard it is. It is funny when you're in the room, he doesn't sound nearly, it's it's not nearly as combative as it is in person. It's much friendlier. But when you hear it in the audio, it's like, wow, Katie's really mad. It's like, he's not mad. He's just, he really enjoys it. Like he enjoys conversation. He He loves the whole battle of it. And he's like fired up for it. It's not, it's, you know, when you're talking to yeah, somebody right, like- Yeah, right, right. Like Van Pelt's well, like that, actually. Van Pelt, he just- if you had an argument with, he's with combative. Him, he but would not, just hammer you, but with not something. in a, like an just, angry way. Yeah, that was just the way he talked. Yeah, uh, Curry and Clay, by the way, six straight year, two hundred plus made threes, over forty percent shooting. Nobody else has done it more than three times together. They did done that six, done six in a row. You said something a few moments ago, though, like in this hypothetical Golden State game we're playing about Paul George. You know what I love about the Paul George thing? Yeah, is he's. Is that even playing that well right now? Yeah, he's he's made up his mind. I don't know what it is, so I'd be guessing. Okay, it's, I think I know what it is. I love that. Like, well, no one has more pressure than the Thunder because they have to convince George. Like, who? Like, do we not know how people operate? Yeah. Like, if Paul George were forty percent going to stay, but then they beat the Jazz, and he goes. No, nah, I great. was out the door, yeah. but we beat the Jazz so in the four or five deal. matchup. Right. So let's definitely I, let's let's stop renting. Yeah, let's call the real estate agent because this was we got smashed in the second round, but beating the Jazz in the first round, like it feels like home now. When I saw that look of 
failure in Rudy Gobert's face. I knew I had to buy a home near the Purina Dog Factory. <laughs> I love fishing. I love I love four wheeling. I love the smell of Purina. Yeah, in the I, just, I got a gift card from Cabela's. I love country music. Um, like this is, <laughs> this feels right. <laughs> You know, six months I was on the fence, but we beat the Jazz. I'm a four-hour drive away from Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming back. I'm getting into recruiting now. Go Sooners. I think the Lakers have are the most interesting team that has like a wide-open Pandora's box of opportunities since the Heat in 2010. You could you could tell me like next year's team is going to be Clay Thompson, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George, and I'd be like. Okay, sure. Maybe. Yeah, that's the weird thing is like Kawhi. Kawhi is the fucking X factor. Right, because there's all these teams think that they have, like if Boston, if if San Antonio says we're going to trade Kawhi, like Cleveland's going to try to get him. Boston is going to call. Boston's, you know, going to call for Anthony Davis. You know, and and honestly, Boston can still trump everybody. Like when you start digging into their future picks, they're still Well, it'll be interesting if they pull out the Tatum as like their... Dirk Diggler cock in this whole thing. If they really wanted to get serious. When I was driving in the Fenway. They pull out Tatum and for, that, that gets attention. For opening day, two call. I'm talking 10 seconds of turning on local radio. I, I know what the, you're going to say. The first guy goes, uh, Bill's got to go. His ego's getting in the way. <laughs> he's, he's just, I've had it. Yeah. He's just, you know, they got to they gotta move on from him. That yeah. Super Bowl proved that his approach is outdated. He only won five. Right. He could have won seven. Right. And then the other call, I switched stations. And the other call was, I wouldn't trade Kawhi for Anthony Davis. Or excuse me, I wouldn't trade Tatum for Anthony Davis. And the guy was like, what? <laughs> and then the host was like, yeah. He goes, contract control. And you just go, yeah. okay. Like, I don't like, know what Tatum's going to be. Yeah. Like, what would Tatum have to be for you to look back and say, I'm glad we didn't trade him for Anthony Davis? Or I Kawhi? Gotta, I got to say, I don't know if I would trade him for Kawhi. Because this whole thing turns you off that much? I don't like that Kawhi played nine games. I don't he like that Kawhi is a free agent in a year. And Tatum with that contract, considering they're already paying Hayward what and Horford. What if you knew you were getting much. Kawhi signed, though? If Kawhi said, hey, we're, we're going to do like a Kevin But now I have to Love pay show. Kawhi $40 million a year? To pay him like the Supermax, Supermax. or whatever? Or like 35 a year? Now I got to pay... I can't fit all those guys under my salary cap anyway. It's You'd like a point. Throw, would you do Gordon and Tatum? Oh my trading Gordon. I, I mean they're the same team that traded Isaiah excuse me, Isaiah Thomas, so they're capable Ainge of anything. Yeah. Ainge is like his hip, will he be able to walk in five years? They're like, we don't know. Danny's like, trade him. I mean, that was cold. That was harsh. Necessary. It's fucking harsh. Really would, was. Would you not do it if you were the GM of the Celtics? It's just harsh. It's tough, man. The karma stuff. Like Joe House has convinced the karma of that ruined the Celtics season. He really is. He's a cut. Nephew Kyle was there. Josh is like the karma of that and Gordon Hayward backstabbing the Mormons. And that's why you're in this predicament. He's dead serious. The first, the Mormon thing is true. You don't, you don't mess with the Mormons. No. You don't mess with high altitude cities. Have you hung out Salt Lake ever? No, uh, once because I went to Sundance. Mm. So Park City. Utah's nice. Nice. And, it is nice. Everybody likes it out there. It's, it's a good one. Underrated and basic. All right, we got to wrap it up. You want to plug your podcast? Yeah, the Rosilla Show podcast, uh, now live from LA. I've been here for not even 48 hours. We should have probably led with that at the top. We should have. That's Are all you, right, though. I'm not mad about it. Do, do you want to, uh, should we find some friends for you? 
Uh, you want to create an email, Jess? Ryan and Rosilla, <laughs> LA friends at gmail.com. I know. I was in Manhattan Beach last night and I was trying to find the Jazz Trailblazers. And I, I just, it's LA Kings country out there. You know, it's not going to happen to you as much here just because it's LA and people don't do it as much as I. Hey, Rosillo! What do you think of LeBron? Where's he going? That's that. Those days are over. Nobody's going to be shouting at you in bars. Yeah, but see, the difference is. They might is, be staring at you and pointing yeah. at you and maybe. Is he tall? Wait pretending to uh. bump into you and maybe like a what's up, dude, but it won't be conversation. You, it'll be, it'll, you, it'll take a while to get used to. I think you'll like it ultimately. I'm living in a hotel right now. So once that, once I get a little more settled, it's going to be good. I think it's weird that you just. Where the rents up in Malibu? That's cheap, right? The Malibu? <laughs> you don't yeah. want to go Malibu. Where are you, Manhattan Beach? Yeah. My place is right there, though. The place I bought is like right in it. Do you think I would say for kids are going to come by and take pictures if I'm on the balcony just doing curls? I would think a a single person moving to LA would my Manhattan Beach would be my recommendation. Because all the Hollywood guys that I'm friends with, not as many as you are, uh, I I don't include you in that group, but like they they make fun of me. They they go, all right, go live there for a year, get out of your system, and then move to West Hollywood. Like the rest of us. Fair. I here would be my counter. All the professional basketball players and hockey players go to Manhattan Beach and Hermosa and Redondo and live there. Yeah, I just was working out with Matt Liner. Yeah. There's a reason. Did I already say that it's on really the podcast? Fun over there. Or was that before? No, you didn't. I, yeah. So he looks great. Congratulations to Matt. He's getting married. I think it's time to wrap it up. Uh, Ryan Rosillo, it was a pleasure. Hey, thank you very much, man. Uh, I hope we do okay with these NBA predictions. All right, thanks to Ryan Rosillo. Thanks so much to ZipRecruiter. Don't forget to try them out at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. Thanks so much for Just for Men Beard Care for an enviable beard and healthy feeling skin underneath. I love when my skin feels healthy. Opt for beard care from Just for Men, the number one beard experts. Soften up, smooth out, beard on. Kiss your average beard goodbye. Usher in your softest, smoothest, bestest beard and skin underneath with Just for Men face and beard wash, beard conditioner, beard oil, and beard balm. Put your best beard forward. Visit jfmbestbeard.com and use promo code BESTBEARD25. You get 25% off your purchase. What a deal. And then our other friends. Oh, yeah, Casper Mattresses. Priscilla, you still have time to get a mattress. Check them out. Three mattress models, the original Casper, the Wave, the Essential. Perfectly designed to soothe and cradle your natural geometry. And the best part, you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on a trial. They send it to you in a in a really small, how do they do that size box with free shipping, returns in the U.S. and Canada. Get $50 towards select matches by visiting casper.com slash BS. Use a BS at checkout. That's casper.com slash BS. Offer code BS for $50 off your mattress purchase. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, don't forget to check me out on House of Carbs this week and the Ringer NBA show as well. And we have the recapables coming this weekend. Billions, me and Mallory Rubin. And we have a rewatchables coming up soon that I'm very excited about as well. More importantly, NBA playoffs coming we are covering it all over the place on TheRinger.com. Please check it out. And if you missed Andre the Giant on HBO, it is on HBO On Demand, HBO Go, HBO Now, wherever you get your HBO streaming. Please watch. We spent a lot of time on it. People loved it. Hope you enjoy it. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the weekend.